2: Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu Gi Oh podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sunny. I'm the other host, Caleb. The hostess with the mostest. Alrighty. Well, as we lead into today's podcast, this will be airing Tuesday, May 18th, 21. And for those that are just now joining us, we want to thank you so much for being here. For those that have been listening from the start, thank you also for being here. We're always happy to have everybody listen that can. Uh, We air every Tuesday and Friday, and we're always here to bring you the latest and newest Yu-Gi-Oh! news updates and everything else. What are we talking about today, Caleb?
1: Well, uh, I believe we should start with the European uh, Remote Duel Extravaganza that just took place this past weekend.
2: So, this ended on Sunday?
1: Yep. Oh yeah, They ended uh, Sunday, and we got all the results and all that in.
2: So, but it's, it's not just one extra... It's not just like... It wasn't just one tournament. It was kind of a couple of tournaments, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, because it was just Road to Extravaganza Europe. It was just kind of all of Europe. So, the UK had one. Uh, I know Germany had one. Couldn't find the results for that. Um, okay. And then the Netherlands had one um i was only able to really find the results for the UK and for the Netherlands
2: okay so what we do have though from those results is some interesting data Ma- mainly what we want to look at is the top 8 breakdowns because we don't have because of the nature of having a bunch of tournaments for a bunch of different countries each day we don't really have like good data to break everything down so, we don't, for example, have, oh, well, you know, from maybe 15 tournaments, you have this representation across 300 duelists. Because, like, for example, the Netherlands one was only like, 49 duelists. Yeah. So, we don't have, like, huge representation numbers, but we do. Have, what we do have is the top eight, which, for some of these, is, like, really interesting. And, and the main ones we're going to talk about are the UK and the Netherlands.
1: Now, do keep in mind, we were recording this Monday night, the day after it happened, so there's not a lot of information about it out yet that might change in the future, but do keep in mind.
2: Yeah, is- we, we had some trouble when we were sourcing this. Mainly Caleb, bless his heart, uh, I've been out of town all weekend, so that's why we're recording. Usually we record Sunday afternoon, we're recording Monday night, because I literally just got back to my house like 15 minutes ago.
1: Oh yeah, and then it's, you know after this, I'm going to go edit and get this posted before 8am.
2: Right. So, bless his heart, Caleb did all the research by himself. I I wasn't able to help out, and normally we try to do it together. And it kind of makes things easier, because normally if one of us can't find it, the other one can. So if it's just one of us doing all of the research, it kind of, you know, I'm not going to say the research is bad, because Caleb does do a very good job, but it kind of creates a lot more of a backlog of research that needs to be done. So it's maybe not quite as thorough. Yeah. So (laughs) nothing on your research
1: skills, Caleb. Yes. I tried very hard. So I never said they were good.
2: (laughs) So the main things that we're going to talk about, we're going to start with the top eight from the UK, which is, looks like we had two zoo brigade, which is starting to become kind of more commonplace. We'll get into that more later. The Dragon Link, one Code Talker, um, let's see, one... Goki. Yeah, one Goki, one Infernoble, uh, Shadal Invoke Dogmatica, and a Trap Burning Abyss deck. A 50-card Trap Burning Abyss deck. Um, No Prank Kids. No Eldlich. No Eldlich, which is kind of hilarious because... That's the exact opposite of what we see in the top eight Netherlands. Let let's let's rattle off the top eight in the Netherlands and okay. then we'll go down like one by one.
1: That, that's fair enough. Uh so first off, and with the Netherlands, we actually have the rankings. So first okay. place, the one the, the the deck that won the whole kit and caboodle was Lich again.
2: So that's like the Eldlich Prank Kid variant? Yep. Um, I'm really interested to see the deck
1: list there. I know, right? Uh then uh second place was Eldlich Orcust. Third place was Drytron Megalith Vendred.
2: We, we, listen, we workshopped a name on this because, because, okay, you know what? I'm going to let you finish your thing off first.
1: Okay. Uh, and then we had, after that, Dragonlink, your standard Dragonlink, and then another Drytron Megalith Vendred deck.
2: This is why we decided to workshop a name.
1: Yeah. It's just a mouthful. Um, and then we had Dino at sixth. Seventh place was Shadal Dogma, with a twist. We'll get to that. In, we'll get to that in a minute. And eighth place was Phantom Knights.
2: Okay, I think the most important thing, though, out of all of this top these two top eights, is to talk about this Drytron Megalith Vendred name that we came up with. It's clearly yes. the top priority. Okay, so first off, Drytrons are space space robots. They're, it's well, it's um the constellation thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and then uh, Megaliths, Megaliths are, are rocks. rocks. Vendreds are based off of body horror type of uh, popular culture. Like uh, John Carpenter's The Thing or Resident Evil. So we decided one name we came up with was Mutant Space Rocks.
2: That's got to be the name of this deck is Mutant Space Rocks.
1: Possibly. Um,
2: I mean, it, it's fit. It's, it's, it's it, too it, funny. It
1: it, flo- it also flows better, in my opinion. We call it than- MSR. There we go, MSR.
2: Ooh 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 Ooh. Alien Space Mutant Rocks. Azmer. And then you're shuffling and be all azmer and be all perfect. It's, it's pronounced ASMR. Sure, whatever. You know what I'm you knew what I was talking about though. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. This deck is ASMR. That's perfect. Anyway. Alien Space Mutant Rocks.
1: Anyway, so let's start with uh, the the co- that's Code Talker deck. The biggest things I found So this is from the UK top page. Yes. The biggest thing I found was that their biggest thing they abused was a card called uh, called Nightmare Corrupter Iblee.
2: I think this card was a problem in a format that we did not play in. So other people that have already played against this card may know what it is. We do not.
1: Yeah, all I know is that you can do something with it and special specials to your opponent's side of the field. And as long as it's sitting there, your opponent can't conduct any summon that special summon that isn't a f- uh, link summon.
2: So they can only link summon.
1: Correct. They can't special summon out of the hand, they can't activate monster reborn, they can't Legacy Guard dragon, they can't fusion summon, they can't exceed summon, they have to link summon.
2: That's really interesting too, because when you think about it, in today's format, even though link summons are a prevalent thing, I mean, decks like Dragon Link are obviously prevalent, but when you consider something like Zodiac or some prank kid's, even some of the newer stuff like us Arctic and stuff, they're more of Xyz and ritual ba- or and the Drytron. So, Xyz, ritual, you know, synchro, synchro strategies, fusion based, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, being able to only link some is a lot more of a hindrance than it may have been like a year ago.
1: Oh, yeah. But then something else you also got to keep in mind is that a lot of decks probably didn't run any. Link Bunch, they could just go, I'll just link the Iblee, or Normal Summon Link 2, where they could just generic link.
2: Right, something that we noticed uh, going through the few deck lists we were able to find is the Nightmare package is really not heavily being run right now.
1: Yeah, I, which, I didn't see any.
2: Well, I think it's because there's so much combo right now, the extra deck space is too tight in most of these decks.
1: That's That that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then you would also abuse Code Generator or Micro Coder. Which, if which their whole thing is if you um, link some a Code Talker monster, you can use these as link material from your hand. Oh. And then, of course, you also have uh, Cyanet Codex and Cyanet Optimization that kind of give you a little bit of extra back play with your Code Talkers. Okay. And then you would then basically end your turn with a Code Talker on board, usually Xcode because I think it's an Omni Negate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd set. Uh, Cyanet Conflict which is a counter trap Omni-Negate that banishes but then it also prevents other copies of that card from being used for the rest of the turn
2: gross so if you activate Cyanet counter conflict Mm -hmm. which is a counter trap then you can do something like uh, when they activate the effect of Safer or World Legacy Guard Dragon activate and then banish it and then it'll prevent the other copies from being used
1: for the rest of the turn anyway
2: I wonder if so, so if you use it on against something like the golden lord like that can be brutal.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, cuz then they're locked out of their golden for the turn. If you uh if uh, against if you save it for whenever dragon Link, go into striker and hit the striker with it, mm-hmm. they're locked out of striker for the intu- for the rest of the turn.
2: Oh, and if you're against pure Shadal, you can do construct. That would be gross.
1: Less the construct, I personally would just hit the fusion spell cuz then even if they have another copy in hand they can't activate it for the rest of the turn. It's just a dead card in hand. Even if they recur it back to their hand, it's still dead. Well, that's dead. only if they
2: have multiple of the same fusion spell. If they have different fusion spells, though, then it doesn't really yeah, impact yeah. anything.
1: Oh, yeah. But you get... The, or um or even... um
2: Save it for the schism, I guess. Yeah,
1: or even hit uh, Alistair with it.
2: Oh, yeah. Or the invocation and banish yeah. the invocation.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of different ways that you could do that. Yeah. Um, And they also ran Firewall
2: that makes sense firewall now being so cybers oriented and it's all cybers it, monsters
1: it's cuz they didn't all they really changed with its effect is that they limited its effect to cybers monsters that's and all hard they did. Per,
2: and hard ones per and hard turn
1: and hard once per turn so it's nowhere so it's not as near as powerful but it's still it's still a powerhouse and it's still a, a good card in a Cybers deck oh absolutely it is ungodly you know even even at a hard once per turn that's still ridiculous yeah um, now the goki deck from what i could tell um is pretty much the same Goki deck that that they ran a couple about a, a couple of years ago, um. Only they ran a small PK package of just Phantom Knight boots and Fogblade.
2: Is that? I guess that's literally all you need.
1: Yep. Other than that, it was just your standard warrior toolbox, basically.
2: Interesting. I wonder if. Uh, I wonder what the exact like. It's, it bothers me so much not having the exact deck lists because some of these, having that exact deck list would really help in knowing what their thinking was behind certain things because if you're running the Burning Abyss package in a deck, like, you know, some people run a Burning Abyss package basically just to have access to, um oh what's that warrior link to? Oh, it's old. Yeah, right.
1: Well, the thing is that um, all the Gokis are already warriors.
2: Yeah, but can they really flood the field like Burning Abyss can?
1: Yes. Oh, really? Yes.
2: I know that they had like a U-Link combo that they used to do, and then a lot of people really hated the Goki U-Link deck, but I wasn't, I mean, that's one of those decks that we weren't in the game for.
1: Oh, yeah, so there's not a lot that we, you know, that I've, uh, like like this is one of the decks that I did see the actual deck list for. Right. Uh this and the Code Talker deck was actually able to see the deck list for. Mm-hmm. Um I don't fully understand how the deck works. Didn't I, I didn't see it until about an hour ago. Both I didn't see it both until about an hour ago, so didn't get a really good chance to see how the deck worked. Uh Infernoble, standard Infernoble, another warrior toolbox, uh standard should invoke dogma. Um the Burning Abyss deck was only unique if that was a fifty card trap variant. Uh huh. Um other than that it looked like your standard Burning Abyss. Right. As far as I know. Uh, but, I mean, you know, Burning Abyss is going to do what Burning Abyss does.
2: That deck is really interesting to me, too. I never really know what the payoff is in Burning Abyss. Other than, I guess, just building an intimidating board through things like Fogblade and Ice Prisons. And then, you know, using all those traps to back up your board. And then you can pop off next turn with something like a is it Dark Rebellion exceeds? Uh, Beatrice. Well, yeah, but you use Beatrice as a combo piece, and like yeah. one of your end board monsters, I think, is Dark Rebellion exceeds. Or like rank up Magic Force and stuff.
1: I don't think Dark Rebellion because all the Burning Abyss monsters, as far as I know, are all level three. Uh, because Dante is is rank three.
2: Yeah, but I think they link off the Dante to Maybe. cuz they have like multiple of the um the link is it
1: Bardiche? Yeah, Rusty Bardiche. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, this one was only running one. One Bardiche, but it was running it in Fogblade, so
2: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, uh moving on, let's see. We got that first place Prank Kids uh Eldritch which uh, the only difference that I saw between this and the previous t- uh first place uh pranklitch deck.
2: Now, when you say previous uh first place, what what tournament are we talking about?
1: Oh that was uh Oh, it happened like a week ago. I don't even remember what tournament that was. It only happened like a week ago, maybe two.
2: Oh, was that the Chalice Line Monthly?
1: Yes, Chalice Line Monthly. That was Oh, a, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It topped there. The only difference between this build and the one that we saw there. Was the number of fusions they mm-hmm. they uh, upped the amount of Thunder Dragon fusion to two,
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: reduced the um, Prank Kid fusion down to one.
2: Is that Pandemonium or Prank Kid's pranks, or is it? Uh,
1: I think it's Pandemonium. I don't remember which, but they, they reduced the Prank Kid specific uh, fusion down to down to one. Um, which I think that was just a I don't know if that was a case of I, just a personal preference or if it was just uh, I, that's Tommy I have.
2: It's probably a preference thing, because I think that Thunder Dragon fusion might have a hair more... I think I think their fusion spell is searchable. So it's if it's searchable and quick play, then while yes, it is more versatile, you might could get away with only running 1 instead of 2. Whereas the Thunder Dragon fusions, you're more inclined to want to hard draw it.
1: That's that's fair. So if you
2: can't search it and you need to hard draw it, then it makes sense to run one extra of it. That way you can you know I was always I learned from a friend of mine a long time ago that if you want to see a card in your opening hand, if you're like want to guarantee you see it in your opening hand, you run three. And then if you want to see the card, but not necessarily in your opening hand, you run two. And then if it's a card that you want to run in your deck, but you don't necessarily want to see it, maybe you want to be able to search it or something like that, then you run one. Granted, this is 2011,
1: 2012. Well, no, no, because that would still uh, fit even in today's meta. Uh, Because I, as a Dragon Link player, only play one Brotar because I don't want to draw it. I want it to stay in deck. The same, right. same reason why people don't run multiple uh, Dragoon packages is because right. then the chance of you drawing one of your Garnets and losing out one of your Dragoons plus a card in hand that could have been something else it's just way too high. Right, like especially when you
2: can search it out of the deck with uh, Verteid into Red eyes Fusion.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that still stands even even today. I
2: think that's just. To a point, at least, because I feel like there's a certain amount of. like. Now, deck building is more optimized in such a way as they have more... We have more of an understanding of like the percentages and values of why it's actually better to run three of a card versus two of a card. Even if it only adds like 8% chance to draw into it, it's worth it to run, say, three Ash Blossom versus two.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, I I mean, Hand Traps is one of those cards where... You're probably gonna to want to run three so you actually see them, right? Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Then Eldritch Orcus would seem to be just your stand the standard Eld Eldritch Orcus we'd we'd seen in the past. Important
2: to note that we at this point of this recording we still do not have Harpor.
1: Yeah, we do not have Harpor. Keep that in mind.
2: Yeah, as we go in later into the episode. Uh, um,
1: third place was Dry John Megalith Vindred. It seems to from- ASMR. Yeah, ASMR. Um, okay. So basically, what I've for me, looking at the deck type, it seemed the deck list. I was actually see this deck list as well. Um, it focused around getting out Vendred Battlelord. So what, Getting he, like actually on field. Yeah. Get. Yeah. Um, so Vindred Battlelord uh, has I don't remember its attack stats, but it's got it. It requires two Drytrons using the Drytron generic. So maybe like four thousand thirty-five or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah. Three between yeah, between twenty-five and four K.
2: Anyway.
1: Big. Yeah, he's beefy. Uh, so, but his effect is where it, uh, his effect is exactly where the, uh, issue will come about. <clears throat> Banish one, then dread card from your graveyard. Declare a card type, monster, spell, or trap. Pick one. Doesn't matter. For the rest of this turn, your opponent cannot activate that type of card. Is this a quick effect? Yes. That's, that's pretty oppressive. Oh yeah, that's, it's almost VFD level not quite because you can because with VFD you just eliminate your opponent's uh, monster effects and this you can do monster effects to a degree spells and traps right or traps you can do yeah um but with an actual cost involved with a pretty major cost you have to banish of uh, one another Vindred to do it
2: right so it's an interesting take on the deck. And really, it turns this Dryatron deck, even though it it only has one Ben 10, no Union Carry, into a different kind of oppressive deck. Because before, it was all based around Vanity's Fiend, or is it Vanity's... Vanity's Ruler. Yeah. It was all based around Vanity's Ruler, and now it's more of, sure, I can do Vanity's Ruler, but I can also do this other thing. That way you don't have to rely
1: as much on the fairy Engine with less Ben 10. Uh, now, something else that Vin- that Vendred Battlelord does is that when it's sent to the graveyard from the field of the graveyard, by any means, you add a- any ritual monster from deck to hand as well. Right. So, you could very well just grab another one and go back into it a second time, or grab another ritual that you need.
2: Oh, so it really lets you, like, loop into it. And is that a once-per-turn effect? Yes. Uh, hard once-per-turn? Yes. Still good.
1: Still good. It's hard once-per-turn, but it's still good.
2: So, fourth, we have Dragon Link, which it- is... A standard Dragon Link build.
1: Yeah. Um. And then we have another Drytron Megalith Venge Red. ASMR. I th- I, yeah, another ASMR deck. But I think these two players were, like, bouncing off each other and were talking about it because it looked, like, very similar. It's just that the amounts of some cards were tuned a little bit. Um. Then we had Dino. The big thing about the Dino deck was that it was maining Red Reboot and citing a card that uh I didn't even know existed until this. Contact C. Yeah. It's, Look well, it's, through your
2: bulk, folks. This card may see some play.
1: Oh, yeah. Um. So what it does is when your opponent normal or special summons, you special summon this card out of your hand to your opponent's field. The controller of this card cannot fusion, synchro, exceed, or link summon unless they use that card as material.
2: So this single-handedly will shut down probably the Prank Kids deck. It doesn't shut down the eldlitch deck necessarily it shuts down the zodiac engine of it but not the eldlitch engine
1: oh yeah um pretty much any deck that cannot use immediately use a 1500 attack level 6 insect or er, earth insect monster as material for one of those summons it it just shuts them down yeah the only thing the only deck that's
2: really going to be able to do something with that is maybe virtual world because they can that, that'll just help them synchro level six into like a Shen Shen.
1: yeah Um, if Shadal is running, uh, Shekinaga, they can make, uh, if they're running Shekinaga, they can make Shek. Yeah, but how many of them run Shekinaga? Only pure Shadal, as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware. And even then, that's iffy. Yeah. Alright, so, next we have a Shadal
2: Dogma deck. So, is there any, uh... The only the only thing that was special was that they were running three copies of Gale Dagra. What's I mean? I'm assuming they're running the Invoke package, yeah? No. Oh, no Invoke sh-
1: package. No, it's just Shadal D- Dogmatica, and they're running three copies of Gale Dogra. Shadal uh, Dogra, Dog Dogramatica. Yeah, sh- yeah, Shadal Dogramatica. Um, so Gale D- uh, Gale Dagra is an old old card that the uh, is that Metal Raiders rare or something outrageous like that? No, the TCG didn't get it until like. Couple of years ago, it, it was no, fa-
2: no. It's it's an old
1: yes, but the TCG didn't actually get a copy of it until surprisingly recently. Uh, okay, so basically, what the guitar does, you pay three thousand life points,
2: and it's getting a reprint in the
1: cyber style structure yes. deck but for good reason. Okay, so like I said, you pay three thousand life points, you go through your extra deck, and you get to send any card from your extra deck straight to the graveyard. Right. That that's why they're running it because then you can immediately absolute power force.
2: Yeah. That's the set that Red Dragon Archfiend
1: came out in. Yeah, surprisingly recent. Surprisingly recent. This is twelve years ago. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, you can find this card in a lot of the old video games from nineteen from the uh, from nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand.
2: Okay, so it was like really, it's one of those cards that are like released in Japan,
1: but we didn't get it till many many years later. Right. Yeah. Um, that's why I said surprisingly recently. I would
2: also like to say... This card... If you go to the absolute power force... Sort price high to low... While it says it's only a forty card... It is like...
1: In the top like 20 most expensive cards of that set. Oh yeah. Garbage set. Not only... Well not only was it a garbage set... Also you gotta remember that... Those dollar copies were, were also probably damaged... You yeah, also, also got to keep in mind that the only deck that I could ever foresee running this exact card is Shadal Dogmatica.
2: Yeah, lowest near mint first is $2.
1: Yeah. Anyway, it was definitely an interesting, it was definitely an interesting, uh... It's definitely interesting, real interesting, uh, space there. Right. Uh, let's see. The next up, we got the Phantom Knights. Standard Phantom Knight ran a very small BA package of, like, graph and Seer, I think. Typical PK Fire deck. Yeah, just... Let's see, moving on, uh, we now have, have the Attack of the Giant card. The only reason why we bring up the Attack of the Giant card is, well, first, second, and third place, we're on by Invoke, Dogma, Invoke Dogmatica, Dragon Link, and Zulich. In that order. In that order. That's not what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is fourth place, Pure Zodiac, with Shuffle Reborn. So,
2: we weren't in the format at the time, but I think this was card was run like when... This Deck first came out like when, when tier zero zoo was a format, right?
1: Uh, two zero for zoo was a format, but no, this is when zoo was tier one, not tier zero. So I,
2: after it takes like the first hit, but before it gets like,
1: I think, I think this is after rat pier, but before broadbowl and dried it, maybe I don't know. It just it's somewhere a, around there, yeah. But whenever this was at tier one, people ran the uh shuffle reborn. What it does is if you control no monsters uh, on your field. Obviously, you target a monster in your graveyard and special summon it. Its effect's negated. During the end phase, you banish it. Zoos are in a unique position where they can just bring out one of their zoo monsters and then just immediately overlay it. It's not going to get banished.
2: Right. So they can, say, bring a Ram Ram out of the graveyard, immediately overlay into a Dryad, or maybe a Borbo, attack for 400, and then go into a Zeus.
1: Exactly. Right. Um, In addition, if... Shelf Reborn is in your graveyard. You can banish it from your graveyard. Target a card you control. Shuffle into the deck. Draw one card. But then during the end phase, you have to banish a card from your hand.
2: Okay, and each of those effects does have a hard once per turn. Very hard
1: once per turn. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, I think there's some interesting results, and there's probably some stuff to discern here if you are uh, if you listen close and read into it close and really look at what's going on. But that will bring us into our next segment.
1: Yes, but... But before we get in there, just a real quick uh, thing I want to bring up. The sudden, you know, seeing all the Zoo Brigade makes me, th- makes me think, what is this that going to do whenever it finally gets access to Bear Bloom, uh, the Solid Assault? I think we're about to find out. Oh, yeah.
2: All right. Let's move into the next part of the show here. We're going to talk a little bit about, we're going to do a metagame report and kind of a meta-analysis of the OCG. As of, uh, I think, May...
1: Like, 5th? Th-
2: yeah. It, it's it's a pretty comprehensive breakdown. And the website that we have to thank for all of this is... Which, actually, now I'm looking at it. It's a roadoftheking.com. Pub- yeah, this was published May 13th. So, we get all of this OCG information from roadoftheking.com every week. I think, I guess, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, something like that. They publish a metagame breakdown of the entire OCG. It's not every week, but every two to three weeks. Generally it's every week. Sometimes they'll sometimes they'll skip a week and go two weeks if the tournaments were slow. But they'll literally just take every tournament that happens in the OCG. All the you know, anything with more than like twenty people in the O C G, which is China, Japan, I think the South f- Korea. South Korea, the Philippines.
1: Uh, I think the Philippi- I think the Philippines are in TCG. I'm not 100% sure on that. Though. Indonesia, maybe? The- no. I'm almost positive Indonesia is. It might- I wouldn't be surprised. And Singapore. So,
2: they take all of these OCG tournaments that they can get any kind of results for, and they compile all of it into one big metagame breakdown. And it's very well put together, and I think this represents a total of, I think we did the math, it was like what? 200 decks total give or take a deck ish, or two, like 185 something like that 184 yeah. so the really interesting part about this breakdown the first the first thing that you notice when you pull this up is tri-brigade just tri-brigade as a whole
1: is the top deck over there oh like absolutely far and away keep in mind they have a uh, bear bloom Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen when we get Bear Bear Bloom. I would not be surprised. Right. So,
2: Tri-Brigade over there represents 24.5% of their meta. So, which is 51 total decks from these combined tournaments. So, I think it's 194, 195, I think is the actual number of total decks. So, 51 of the 195, per se, are all (laughs) Tri-Brigade. Of those 51... 44 of them are Zodiac Tri Brigade. Six are Pure Tri, and one is a Zodiac blearless Ancient Warriors Tri Brigade deck. The thing to really view here, though, is that Tri Brigade represents a quarter of their meta. I mean, we're, we're talking... I mean, we haven't had something represent a quarter of the meta since Virtual World was running around with VFD. Think about how impressive that is.
1: Speaking of Virtual World with VFD, next up is Virtual World with VFD. Right, keep in mind, they have one copy of VFD over there. Yeah, that, and rather than ban it, they just limited it in the OCG for some reason.
2: Well, there is some application because with the right hand, Virtual World can literally go double VFD. That's fair. So, this will limit them from doing double VFD. And then if you can deal with the first one... Then, like realistically, your win percentage from there goes through the
1: roof. Oh, absolutely! Via because VFD is a big problem, right? Um, they, so, go ahead. Yeah, they do see some prank kids, but nowhere near as much. But that's the OCG is a more control oriented meta than a combo oriented meta, where, like like what we got. I don't know if that's true. I'm just gonna say it. Look, I know that's in general. I know that's been the well. I know that that's been like the
2: popular. Um, that's been like the popular thing to say for the last I don't know that's 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 a fair point point. 5 years 10 years but like looking at this metagame breakdown and really if you go look at the past metagame breakdowns from the rest of the format I don't know that you can necessarily say that the OCG is more uh, control oriented than we are now because if you look at this this is combo that's what this is oh yeah pretty much yeah so after the 16 prank kids we have 14 Drytron and then Uh, Caleb, if it's hard with you, I'm just going to rattle off until we get
1: into the... on, Well, real quick, with the Drytrons, keep in mind that with their Drytron, they have Mubeta Fafnir, they have Union Carrier, they have Diviner the Heralds, and Ben 10 is still at three. So this is full power Drytron. Yeah, this is
2: as good of a Drytron build as you'll ever see. So, 14 Drytron, 14 Skystriker, 14 Zodiac, 11 Orcus, 11 Shadal ten code talker, five eldritch variants, three peak or five PK, five adignisters, five Emancipator, four Endemion, four thunder dragon. Then we get into dragon maid, Zephyra, dino, infernoid, numeron, spiral, altergeist, cyber dragon, dogmatic, dark magician. That's interesting. Madolche, one magician. It just says magician. I don't know. What kind of magician? It just a "dark uh, just I, magician."
1: I think that's uh, magician pendulums, like Astrograph, I Sorcerer, and stuff like that. I think,
2: but wouldn't that be Endemian magicians? Because there's a whole Endemian category up here.
1: Maybe. Well, hmm. well, it might be. Uh, Hell, I don't know. There's no talent. It, it could. It just said magician.
2: It could be dark magician. It could be magician pendulums. It. It could be it anything. Could,
1: it could be a mix of all three.
2: Yeah, a pendulum dark magician to kill me now. Yeah, uh, Salamandra and Subterra. So those are all the decks represented. uh The main ones to think about are as we go into the real breakdowns here. Like we talked about, Tri Brigade. So we'll we'll break down like the top like ten or so uh archetypes and stuff, and really see where the big difference is in why they're such a big deal in the OCG versus the TCG. First things first is Tri Brigade. Like we said, they have. Uh, Bear Bloom, the Solid Assault, which is the Tri Brigade Link two, and not only do they have that, but the the other thing that they really have that cannot be understated, other things that they don't have to worry about.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, for instance, they don't have to worry about Dragon Link. Right. Um, Invoked just kind of not a thing.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that might be one of the bandless differences.
1: So- uh, with Invoked, no.
2: Oh, they don't have any invoked on the ban list over there?
1: No, they don't. And I, I, I've I, looked at their ban list. Uh, the invoke's just kind of not a thing.
2: So, we've got a typical deck list. When we say, like, Zodiac Tri-Brigade over there, we have the deck list pulled up. We're talking three zoos. One Whiptail, one Ram-Ram, one Rat-Pierre. Other than that, you're running three Fractal, three of the um, Tri-Brigade kit... Uh, two Karas, three nerval, and that's it. That's your main monster lineup. Other than that, you're running. They're running three Max C's, three effect or two effect veilers, three ash blossoms, and then you get into your three ten keys, your one barrage, three desires, two call by, two crossouts, um, one mystic mine, uh, the harpy's feather duster, three imperms, and two was at zodiac combo, the trap.
1: Uh, yeah, something like that. Zodiac combination, something. Like zodiac that. rendezvous, something like that. Yeah.
2: So, the thing that stands out to me about this deck list is they're only running three, three names. They're only running three Zodiac names. And then they're running one of each of the main Zoos in the extra. So, one Chakanine, one Dryden, one Borbo, one Tiger Mortar, and then Zeus. But the thing that stands out is that a lot of these tri-brigade lists, like a pure tri-brigade list, or even the Lyralisk build... We'll be running three 10-key and three Fractal, but if you open like two Fractal and a 10-key, well, then you have to hard draw the other two Fractals. Or if you open two 10-keys and a Fractal, like, you know what I'm saying? Where The the ratios just kind of don't work out to where you have, if you open multiple Fractal or something, then you're going to have dead 10-keys in deck. That's a big if. Right, but this mitigates that. So if you run one of each of the zodiacs, you'll almost always have targets because you're not going to open all three of your z's and multiple fractals. Exactly. So this will give you a much better chance to have targets for it, which is interesting. And then the crossout designators are obviously going to
1: be able to target. Is crossout designator any card? Uh, I th- I don't I think I-, I don't remember if it's any card or just any monster, but It can hit just about any hand trap. Right. So
2: the main thing that you have to think about with Crossout Designator is that you can cross out things like Maxi. Oh no, Crossout Designator is any card. Yeah, any card name. Right. So you can use Crossout Designator, declare Mystic Mind, send Mystic Mind from deck to grave. So the... Here's an interesting thing that we've noticed looking at these metagame reports. Mystic Mine is popping up in a lot of deck lists as a
1: one of. Partially because, um, if your opponent mystic uh if your opponent plays Mystic Mine, you can just cross out designator it. Secondly, it just hard counters uh Brigade.
2: Yeah, like it it literally just like Mystic Mine is a pick it up and go to the next game for Brigade. There's they don't have an app.
1: Unless they also have opened with the uh, The Crossout
2: Designator. Or their Feather Duster. So, other than that, they would literally have to, like, normal summon summon Ram Ram, go up into Borbo, swing direct, go up into Zeus, and then, even then, they can't activate Zeus because of Mystic Mind. Yep. So, it's an interesting conundrum. But... I, if you look at some of these deck lists, you'll see that like seventy to eighty percent of these deck lists are running at least one Mystic Mine for the Tri Brigade matchup. Oh yeah. So their they, their format is at the point where they're altering deck lists specifically to cater to this Tri Brigade matchup because it's so prevalent.
1: Exactly.
2: So the um, the next big deck that we're going to talk about is Virtual World, which is a typical Virtual World list. Three of a bunch of the names, two here and there. 3 Ash Blossom, 2 Maxi, your Crossout Designators, your Call by the Graves, your E-Teles, which is over there semi-limited, so they can run a couple of them, 2 Chays, the Other Trap, uh, the King Longs, the Kowloons, and the uh, the One Mystic Mind specifically to counter Tri-Brigade, and the extra deck is typical. It's It's still Virtual World, and then they have 1 VFD, so it's still viable over there
1: oh yeah uh, again they have Vfd
2: yeah I I don't <laughs> bless bless their souls
1: yeah I don't that think there's think a whole lot more to say about this what do, what do you think I can't think of anything else it's this is a virtual world we had over here but they still have Vfd yeah pretty much um here's a uh um
2: here's a prank kids list one Roxys three lampsies three dropsies three Fanzies, two nib two skullmeister. Probably for the Skullmeisters are or probably specifically for the Tri-Brigade matchup. Yeah. Then you've got your Maxis, your Ash Blossoms, one Ghost Belt. That's interesting because that can be used in the Tri-Brigade matchup or they can be used with their three set
1: Designators. Exactly. That's, again, you're going, you're going to be seeing these weird one-ofs with hand traps. That's why. It's, yeah,
2: it's super,
1: super common in the OCG. Yeah. Um... I mean, because, yeah, I mean, because, you know, if you have one Effect Veiler, one uh, one Ghost Spell, worst case scenario, you have an Effect Veiler or a Ghost Spell in hand. That, yeah. That's if you draw it and it's no longer, you know, cross out designator target, you can then just kind of use them, you know. Yeah. Because they're hand traps. They're good hand traps. Okay, so one of my favorite, I mean, just
2: one of my dead favorite cards in this deck is... First of all, they're running Verte Anaconda, which I love. Because in this prank kids deck you can use it and send Thunder Dragon Fusion. But the second you hit that Verte Anaconda, your opponent's gonna negate it because they're thinking about Dragoon. Exactly. No, well I guess in the OCG they're not. Well that's a here thing.
1: Well yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a minute.
2: Right. The thing that I love most, and here's the deck building choice that I love most in this prank kids deck. He's running a single Xyz monster one Zeus
1: can't he just hard make it
2: no he cannot hard summon Zeus
1: Mm, the only reason I would think consider to do that is to cross out designator but I don't think cross out designator would work that way nope can't no hmm how do you think he makes Zeus I have no idea he runs two triple tactics talents. Oh, so just steal their monster, steal swing, their, make Zeus.
2: Yep, steal their Zeus, steal their zoo monster, and then make Zeus. Okay. That, That's or even, hilarious.
1: Or even steal their own Zeus, attack, overlay into your own, into your own Zeus. That, like, that, actually, though, yeah. Yeah, because with tactics talents, don't they get their monster back at the end of the turn? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, if they, yeah, so they can't get it back if it's material for your Zeus. Exactly. That's, That's hilarious. That's,
2: it really is. That's... I love that deck building choice, and I really think that decks that run talents but don't run Zeus should really think about doing that.
1: Oh yeah, that that's definitely a, a something to consider if you have a, if you have the extra extra deck space.
2: Yeah. So some of the other things that we noticed, you know, Tri Brigade you'll see over here to a certain extent, Zodiac you'll see over here, Virtual World is not as prevalent here, but what we do have over here is um. There's still like some little rogue virtual world decks running around that are more Shen, Shen based. Which is kind of what the deck is intended for. But it's still a good deck. Then you're, sh- you-
1: you're still going to see it.
2: Yeah. Then you have Prank Kids, which Prank Kids is the same pretty much. Drytron, we talked about the differences there. There's...
1: They have three Ben 10. They have... Mubeta the, Fafnir already, which we'll are get, which we'll be getting soon. They have Diviner. Um, yeah, they have Diviner the Heralds, which we'll be getting soon. They have a uh, full use of Union Carrier. Again, this is Drytron at maximum power. Because... Right. Yeah, because for whatever reason, Konami decided over here they needed to ban Union Carrier. I assume to sell Mubeta Fafnir. Probably,
2: but Union Carrier is also one of those cards... That the longer it exists, the more problem it creates. Think it, about things like the... Um, exactly. Dragon Buster Destruction Sword.
1: Yeah, but like they, they really should have made Union Carrier effect its effect exclusive to Union Monsters. Probably, but they didn't think that far ahead. Either that or they just didn't care enough. Yeah. The or, next... or they didn't... Whatever. It, it, enough conspiracy theories.
2: <laughs> the next car we have is... We have the next... That you talk about is the Sky Strikers. What's really interesting here is we have Mo- Sky Striker Mobilize Engage is banned here. It's not banned over there. In fact, it's not even limited. It's at two copies. Two. That's crazy to think about. Then there's Zodiac. They have. Orgus has a large representation over there. They have Harp at one. True. A uh, bunch of Shadal. Uh, what's really interesting is that they have like. They can run like a 60 card. Uh, Grass is Green or Shadal deck. Because I think that Grass is Green or Semi-Limited over there.
1: Uh, It is... I have it here. We're here doing it a go. lot. It's a two.
2: Yeah. So, then you have the Code Talker deck. Which is basically just a... Break my board. Um, control. Heavy control. I don't care what you want to do deck. Uh, then they have the Eldlitch... Eldritch has a much lower representation rate over there because Call by the Grave is at three.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a combination of Call by the Grave being a three, and then if you get in a, mirror, in a mirror situation, cross out Designator.
2: Yeah. that There's some factors at play in the OCG that really make Eldritch, I'm not going to say unplayable, but they make Eldritch much worse
1: than it is over here.
2: Oh yeah, it makes it barely rogue. I,
1: in my opinion,
2: I mean, when you're talking about five out of two hundred,
1: that's like a two percent representation. Yeah, that's rogue.
2: Yeah, that, I mean,
1: not quite table five hundred,
2: but it's it's rogue. Listen, Elit has the same representation over there as Adignister. I mean, I think we know where the deck stands. Yeah, exactly. And that's after, that's Adignister with all of their support that they don't have here yet over here. Oh yeah. Uh, then there's a the Phantom Knights. Ad Emancipator, which is interesting that there's only four emancipators considering they saw Block Dragon at three. Yep. I wonder what the other big difference is that is the reason that I mean Emancipator three block dragon over here is tier one. Mm-hmm. I mean it's insane. Yeah. I wonder why it's not doing anything over there. Maybe Max C.
1: Uh, I I can only assume it's because they have Max C.
2: Yeah. Uh we've got <clears throat> some Endemia decks. Thunder Dragon, important to note that they have the grass. That grass is greener, so... And Colossus at one. Yeah. Uh, some Dragon Maid decks, some Zephyr decks. I legitimately don't even know what Zephyr is. I've never even heard of Zephyr. Uh
1: Zephyr is a Pendulum deck. That explains why I've never heard of it.
2: Uh, two Dinosaur. One of them is a Scrap Dinosaur. One of them is a True King Dino deck. That's really interesting to me because I think Oviraptor is limited over there.
1: Uh, let me... Almost positive. I have it like I think I've got it right here. I do not. Um, uh, that, that sounds right.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's a couple of infernoid decks. Of course, the grass one. Um, some numeral, some spiral, altergeist, and just some other generic stuff that you might see over here. So, that's the breakdown as far as the the decks themselves, what the decks are running. Um, the drytron deck is weird. It's only running five rituals three Benten, one Natasha, one Herald of Ultimateness, and then you've got three Diviner of the Heralds and Eva, three Alpha, three, I guess that's Beta, and then, I don't know what those last two are, maybe one Zeta and one two Gamma, and then three Maxi, three, three Ash Blossom, two Herald of the Orange Light, which makes sense. Your Cyber Emergencies, your Novas, your... Uh, Mediones, Drytrons, and only one of the Field Spell, then one singular Pot of Prosperity, which seems like a weird number to run. I don't know. It's a good deck. Divine of the Herald, though, causes them to basically have to run two um Herald of Orange Lights in the in the extra. So,
1: oh yeah, that is such a good card.
2: Let's talk about what makes some of these. ...main differences, though, between the TCG and the OCG. Because there's there's some things on their list versus our list that enable us to see things a bit differently as far as what's playable.
1: Well, let's start with just the number of cards on each individual list. Right. So, for those of you that do not know, uh, with Yu-Gi-Oh!, the ban list consists of uh, Forbidden, which means you can't play the card at all, Limited, where you can play one... Semi-limit and semi-limited, where you can only play two copies, normally you can only play three copies of any one individual card. So, in the TCG fan list, we have 101 forbidden cards, 83 uh, uh, limited cards, and one semi-limited limited card. Can you guess who that semi-limited card is?
2: Destiny Hero Malicious.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, but for a long time, semi-limited was also the... where... Uh, I remember uh, Tour Guide being there yeah, forever. Yeah, long enough that uh, some Yu-Gi-Tubers uh, called it the Tour Guide
2: spot. No, there was another card that was just kind of referred to as uh, the list basically being for this card. It wasn't It wasn't malicious and it wasn't Tour Guide. There was one more card that stayed at two forever. I, I mean, can't think of it. Yeah, me either. Eh, so somebody out there knows. If you remember that card and you know what card we're talking about, please let us know on Twitter, Reddit, whatever. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, anyway, continue on. So, that's a lot of cards banned. That's 185 total cards on this list compared to the OCG. Um, to our 101 Forbidden, they have 82 banned cards. That's interesting that their number is so much lower. I'll get to that. You'll You'll see why in a minute. To our 83 Limited, they have 76. To our one semi-limited, they have 24 semi-limited cards. Well, found all the rest of them. Yep. Uh, for a grand total of 185 uh, total cards on our list to a total of 182 cards on their list.
2: I wonder if they really believe that that 8% makes that much of a difference for between 2 and 3.
1: Who knows? Who knows? Um, I mean, it probably depends on the actual individual cards. Um, but, I mean, just the... Just, that some element list being a 24 instead of one and I'm pretty sure they have malicious a three do they really I think I I don't I'm not entirely sure but I mean even even still that's just ridiculous they don't even, they don't have triple digits in anything yet yeah but
2: I feel like at the end of the day the the lists being within three cards of each other you're still gonna have a certain amount of, um... Variants? Yeah. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean it's because it's completely different people. They're going to have completely different ways that they play the meta. Um, ways to get around certain problems. Uh, you know, like, one person might think, oh, well, I'll use this card, and this other person goes, I'll use this other completely different card. Right. Um, anyway, so, the biggest differences that I've seen is, first off, they've banned Elpy. Yeah, we haven't
2: touched LP at all, but LP's yeah. been banned over there for a minute.
1: Oh yeah, and there's no dragon Link, so right. Uh, Maxi is at three, which in and of itself, I think, kind of warps them a, w- a little away from co- from combo oriented, just a little bit. Yeah, it definitely impacts the metagame. You know, that's not, it's
2: has to be admitted. But just because it's there doesn't mean you can't play around it and really like, you know. Plus, it gives you the option to take the Maxi Challenge, whereas other things of that sort don't have don't give you an option to take that challenge. You know, you just have to either turn skip or nothing on those.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, if you but it definitely makes the decision a lot easier whether or not to just keep going or in your turn if you have your own Maxi in hand already. Or you can just
2: commit like one more summon, let your opponent break even, just to get like an Omni to get on board. You know what I
1: mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Most definitely. Um. Let's see. They have one Orcus Harpor, that mm-hmm. that's big for Orcist players. Uh, they have one VFD, um, which you see what it's done to their meta. Even right. at one, uh, they have three Ben 10s still. Three still. They still have three Union carriers. Something else is that they banned Dragoon and Zexel at the same time. Thank goodness. It, exactly. Now. They also had Dragoon a lot longer than uh, than we've
2: had it. That's true. They had him banned within like a month of him coming out over here. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Not. Oh, yeah. No, it, it was like so. So he had already run his course. They had already made the OCG money off of him. So Konami was ready to just let him go. Right. Um. So eventually that might be the case here with uh, our Dragoon is eventually Konami will stop making money off of him and go, okay, it's time to just let it go. One can only hope. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, They still have two copies of that Grassluck Screener, uh, one copy of Thunder Dragon Colossus, two copies of Sky Striker Mobilizing Gage. They still have three copies of Mirage Stelio. Great Mirage Stelio. I to be fair, point. a
2: lot of people believe that that card could be unbanned here and not be a problem.
1: Oh, I completely agree. That That's one of those cards that are banned that probably shouldn't be. Uh, They still yeah. have one copy of Astrograph Sorcerer and Semi-Limited Performer Pal Skullcabat Joker. Hmm. So there, there's a defi- like, They definitely have a lot more options for Pendulum decks to really do things, but they still haven't. It's not just the Pendulum decks. I mean, to see things like
2: Colossus at 1, that grass looks greener at 2. To see things like Sky Striker Mobilize Engage at 2. And sure, Striker's a good deck over there, but it's not the best deck by a mile.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah so there is, that does suggest that they could come off a little bit on these cards over here in the TCG, but even then, you, that's that's a slippery slope that can end to possible disaster. Yeah. Or possibly even one of the most, uh, health, possibly even to the healthiest format we've ever had. We're not professionals. There's no way for us to know for sure. I mean, <laughs> it definitely could lead into
2: some positivity into the format, but I think the biggest positive that they could do is unbanning
1: Maxi. Please Konami unban.
2: Yeah, we're very much of the opinion. we granted we're very biased from playing in the time where maxi was at 3 but and had just recently got a reprint too maxi increases interplay like it's it's not a hand trap like lancia where lancia just sh- it's like a floodgate but a hand hand trap form maxi is not like that maxi gives you the option to like i said earlier if you want to make just one more summon but that one summon you know, might be an omni Negate or something like that. And then that one summon was worth it. You can make the decision. Whereas something like Lancia or Droll, it just stops you from doing something for the rest of your turn. It's a completely different kind of hand trap.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, something else that you do have to consider in today's meta is that if your opponent does max C, you then have to consider, will my opponent end up drawing more hand traps while I'm doing my thing? Right. So, then do you do that at one extra summon, um, do you kind of bluff your you're going to continue just to get that one extra summon so that way they drop more hand traps because you've already decided I'm not going to but let's see if I can get some more hand, hand traps out of their hand so I can attempt a recovery on my next turn. Right. You know if you have a Maxi in your own hand, that's that completely changes the situation. I really, love, I really, I really think maxing should be at three
2: thing is they can't put it at one or two it's got to be at zero or three
1: yeah yeah maxi is one of those cards where it's either is where it's it needs to be banned or completely unlimited yeah I, i'm more on the unlimited side oh i i completely agree with the unlimited side but uh, i just think it should be unlimited
2: <laughs> yeah well konami quit asking me for my advice so
1: well they ever actually
2: asked you they never asked me Jeez. well they, they sent it to our group account but i, I just never told you man i know some people suck anyway um so we we do have a handful of products coming out here in the tcg hopefully really soon
1: as well as some product date pushbacks
2: yeah we wanted to we wanted to touch on this before we ended the show because there was some stuff moved back and we assume it's due to printing errors because of COVID.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a combination of printing errors, um, cause COVID. And then you also have issues with shipping. Uh there also might have been some hang and some paperwork somewhere. There's no telling. But right. it,
2: it's distribution, staffing, all Yeah, of that. but it's
1: it's I guarantee you it's due to the recent beer bug as some people call it. Yeah. Some some of that uh or as uh one uh one group of YouTubers call it the um Street Boys uh reunion tour. That's
2: that's good. I've heard people call it the Crush Card Virus.
1: Crush Card Virus works too. Uh, epidemic Eradicator. Right, right. Anyway, you get what we're saying. It's some issues caused by what's going on around now. Um, so first off, we do have the date pinned for when Lightning Overdrive releases in the States. June 4th. With pre-releases at your local OTS, May 29th or May 30th, go to your OTS and ask, are they doing it, are they not? You can go
2: in, get it a week early, and then get yourself a Dark Magician Girl while you're in there, because that is the current Lost star promotion.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, The Egyptian God decks have been pushed back to June 18th.
2: I would like to point out, I did not know these were a thing until like two or three hours ago. Oh, yeah. We Um, we were were on the phone going over show notes while I was on this four-hour drive back from Hot Springs, and it was literally, I had no idea this was a thing. I wanna say it's a not actually like a structure deck, it's more like a theme deck,
1: right? Yeah, it's worse than a structure deck, but better than a starter deck. Right. Um, so it's 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 a theme deck, it's a deck themed around uh Obelisk and Cipher, which also gives them ex- uh, also gives you a couple of extra cards, one exclusive to Cypher, one exclusive to obelisk, and then another card that's just Divine Beast support.
2: Right. So that'll be on June eighteenth, and then first First weekend of July you've got the King's Court set which was pushed back to July 2nd.
1: Yep. Um mm. and then you have Legendary Duelist
2: Synchro Storm July 16th. Right? Then you've got the the Structure Deck Cyber Strike July 30th.
1: Yep. And then about 2 weeks later you got the Donna Magi, uh the new Donna set which is currently set for August 11th and then September 17th. A month later is the 2021 Ten of Ancient Battles.
2: Yeah, there's this summer is gonna be slam packed, full of releases.
1: Oh, uh, my wallet's already
2: begging for mercy. Oh yeah, dude. After this little trip we went on, mine is also begging for mercy. So, but that will about wrap us up for today. Uh, a little bit shorter show than last time. Uh, no need for it to be an hour and a half show today. But we hope that you enjoyed it all. We hope that you were able to uh, bear with us here, because huh, I know we're probably not quite as high energy as we like to be.
1: Yeah, expe- especially especially you, but you have yeah. a good reason.
2: Yeah, we're <laughs> we're wrapping up this recording at like midnight Monday night to go out for eight a.m. Tuesday morning.
1: Oh yes, yeah, so I'll be up for a couple more hours. Yeah. editing this so that way it gets uh, good. So it's got that crisp quality (laughs) well as good as I can get it anyway right
2: so thank you so much again for listening we can't we really cannot begin to thank you enough we've shown growth with every episode we've posted so far which is exactly what we hope to do but at the same time kind of like beyond our wildest imaginations right
1: oh yeah like uh, like last time I looked which was earlier today we were at 50 views or listens and I was expecting that in a year uh, I don't know that
2: I was expecting in like a year. I was hoping I was hoping within like the first like month or two, not like by the end of the second week. And I think when I checked about two hours ago, we were at sixty.
1: Oh my god.
2: Yeah, so I I mean it's not the biggest numbers in the world, right? But for us who just starting out in this, it's a kind of support that we just love to see and we're so so thankful and grateful for. So please let us know how you found us. also you know we, we want to have comments. we want to have we want you to tell us whether you found us on Twitter, whether you found us on Reddit, Spotify, however you found us a friend told you, be sure to let us know through that you know, through that, through Twitter, through whatever platform. And be sure to share us with your friends. You know, we're always looking to expand. We're always going to branch out.
1: Oh, yeah. Also, we have a YouTube channel where we post the, uh, the uh, podcast like a week later after they release on normal podcast stations.
2: Yeah, and let us know if you want us to change that. We decided to go with the delayed release because while we do want the archive of all of the audio, we do see ourselves as more of a Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts type of podcast. Yeah. Something posted on the the main channels of podcasts. So check us out on YouTube when you get a chance. It Mm -hmm. will be the older episodes, but we're still going to post them. Mm -hmm. That way everybody gets a chance to listen on whatever's platform is convenient for you.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: So... I think that'll take us out for today. You
1: got anything to add on to the end there? None I can think of.
2: All right, everybody, enjoy your day. We hope that we get to see you Friday.
1: Oh, yeah. Take it easy, guys.
0: Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge.